Hey, welcome back to my podcast. So in the last episode, we talked about what is worship, or at least try to explain and understand how we're giving our praise to God and some of the ways it looks like. Now we're going to dive into, do all do all styles of worship worship God in the same way? Yeah, and it, that also expands on to, do we all worship in the same way? Mm-hmm. Now this is a loaded question in the modern church. This will split churches. This will divide people. This has even broken apart families from large churches to small churches. It's, it's destroyed Christians, and it's and it's just it's been trouble in the church, choosing which style of worship or if all styles of worship are biblical. And with that loaded question, this quote that I found out of an article that we read says, "As we like to say, if you've seen one church, you've seen one church. No one style is right for every church because every church is unique." Springing off that personal response we talked about in the last episode, this really defines a style of worship. Don't get me wrong; there are styles of worship that are that we that we would consider unbiblical, and that is more a self-centered focus. But ultimately, if we discern that a style of worship is biblical, it should be celebrated with full force because it's oftentimes a personal response to God coming from one's own heart. Yeah. Um, as our church goes, we are very modern church, would say. Sage Hills Church does a lot of technology-based things, whether it be a live stream to um, a the high-tech videos that we do and the high-tech um, graphics that we have to make in-house. Yeah, that's a big thing. We're using... We're we would be considered a not postmodernist church, but we'd be considered a temp- a contemporary church. We we um we use technology, we use slides, and we use an electric guitar on stage. I should mention. Yeah, um, I mean, and when we talk about our personal experiences as unique churches go, we also have to talk about that not all worship happens during the designated worship music time. But it happens through the whole service. You're constantly spouting amens and the word of God throughout the length of the service, not just the time when they say, oh, we're going to worship now. Worship is a celebration. And if we're not celebrating the Lord throughout the sermon and throughout and throughout just the entirety of that day, what are we doing? And worship doesn't just happen on Sunday mornings. It also can happen outside of our normal church time. Like as Nathan said in the last episode, we both had to plan a uh, student retreat for both middle school and high school. And during both um, Saturday sessions, at the end of the night, at at worship, we had worship stations where we were doing things that were expanding upon God and our um, understanding of him. Now, this was a designated time. We put aside this. We put aside this time to go and worship. However, it wasn't quite planned in the sense. This is the flow of one song we're going to go through to next. It was a free-flowing event, and it was a personal reflection to God. And that's how a lot of styles are. This was non-liturgical. This didn't have a set order, yet it still it still was biblically based on what we were going for in celebrating the aspects of God and what to remember Him with. And within that time of worship stations, we had no set time of when it was going to end. But after after um, 
the worship team thought that it was time that people were kind of gathering back up into the large section of a group we went into they finished their set and then we went into a time of journaling which we talked about in the last episode of being another form of worship and that really opened it but back to the churches back to the churches is i've been to multiple different churches although seth and i are fairly closed in of how involved we are at sage hills church we we don't personally pick the songs, but we are there next to people that do design the sermons and go through the sermons. We use contemporary music. We use modern music. We use music from church from churches that some people would never use. Bethel, Hillsong, Passion, not Passion, yeah, yes, Passion. All those have their own debates. We sing psalms. We sing hymns. And we have this whole flow. And now that's a very difficult thing to do in a modern church because there's many churches I've been to that only sing so- songs that have been that were in the are in the psalms or they've been doing the same liturgy since the early centuries i recently went to a greek orthodox church well the local one in wenatchee and was blown away by their passion for this they had a liturgy that's been exist in existence for i believe 1400 years and it was awe-inspiring to see the level of engagement and the passion these people had in this thing that they do every Sunday. I personally don't always have have that commitment, and it's really inspiring to see that even without change, they're still celebrating the glory of God. And in a similar way, we read it. You see, the order of service, although our church would not necessarily say we have a liturgy, we do have an order that we follow every Sunday. We do a four-song set, and then we go into a time of either a communion um, com- so a time of communion, a greeting, or just an announcements. And then we flow into the sermon. We give a, we have a message that's centered around the saving power of Jesus in our lives that really confesses, that, um, that confesses our sinfulness and celebrates the joy that God has given us and gives us the tools and resources that, and allows us, to, allows Jesus to work through us, changing our hearts and minds so that we better reflect images of him. Then of course, we end with a song. We want to walk out of there joyful. We want to walk out with a song that reflects what that sermon was of that day and that reminds us and keeps our hearts steadfast on the Lord. Absolutely. Um, I've, as Nate has said, he's visited uh, a few churches throughout the Wenatchee Valley. Sage Hills Church um, is under the net of uh, being a free Methodist church. Um, and I have visited a Methodist church and many other churches throughout the valley, but this Methodist church is very um, centered around its ways and how it's um, looked at. Um, if you look at the movie Footloose, for the matter of fact, that was a Methodist church. And that is kind of how I was picturing it going into it. But it wasn't really like that. These people had lives outside of the church. And they talked to me about it, and they were happy that I was there to see see and meet them. That's really an interesting thing because all we're we consider ourselves a charismatic church. We raise our arms during singing. Oh, well, a lot of us do. We shout for joy and we sing. It's vi- it's a very visual demonstration of our connection with the Lord. And sometimes, yes, it will be for a show. That's the nature of human. We do this. We do this for self-glorification. We do this for non-biblically centered reasons, and we just do it to glorify ourselves. However, the same response comes from when we kneel down in worship. I've been to a sermon that was completely mellow. There was no electric guitar. There was no. There was no 
There's no upbeatness. This was somber. This was a time of reflection, and that was a personal change of God. That was a personal reflection time. This allowed a, this is a, this was when I felt God really working. It was a somber moment of praise. And it wasn't me raising my hands. It wasn't me dancing the aisles, but it was me personally connecting and engaging with the Lord. And I was doing this with a group of people around me. There was no dancing. There was no electric. There was only acoustic. It was spoken word, and it was it was just preaching over the, met, the um, Bible verses in the Psalms. Absolutely. I also want to ask about our time spent outside of the church and how worship looks there, especially within this time of our this pandemic that we're in inside of COVID-19. This has been a really interesting time for me, with especially with worship. I've lost, not I wouldn't say I've lost my connection, but what I mean is the people, because I always, and this has been reflecting on, have I been living out my thesis? And the thing is, I don't always do that. And very often I rely adamantly on Wednesdays and, and Thursdays and Mondays and Sundays when I'm at the church. I'm with people who are all focused on worship and we're engaging. Well, that, cha- well, that changed about four weeks ago when we got the stay-at-home order, when school got canceled, when I was no longer able to sing at school or celebrate with Christians around me. And that's been difficult. Yeah, and I have that same experience. I don't have the same experience as you do. I work um, a full-time job, but I'm still an intern at the church. I was at the church every day after work, and I lost that. I lost my ability to, on a Wednesday or on a Monday, go in and see people that are constantly surrounded by God and gain to be with people that will expand my knowledge and then on Wednesdays I miss getting to see my sixth grade small group yeah and on Thursdays I miss being able to go to celebrate recovery and see these um amazing stories of people just being surrounded by God's love and how they're recovering from their addictions that they've had and that's really reflected our style of worship right now we were so used to um, being in groups of um, to being in groups and dancing around. That's kind of changed. Like, I will throw on some music when I'm feeling down. I need that pump up and I need that kind of reflection of the Lord working. And I have a playlist right now where it's like, oh, I'm stressed out. It's been getting to me. Schoolwork, um, not being able to see people, not instantly having access to my teachers when I'm finding something difficult, or having a personal explanation of what the heck am I doing. That's all changed because, and now it is, and that affects the style. I've had to switch up and also go somber. There's times when I reflect, when I put on the mellow music to personally reflect on what the Lord's working on. And I still meet together with my small group as we reflect on that. Absolutely. And our church does a, a lot of work um, through live streams and through um, online through their website and through their um, app on your smartphone. Um, Being a Monday through Wednesday or Monday and Wednesday live worship set from different people every week or the regular Sunday um, sermons that we have and Sunday worship that we have, it's still streamed over Facebook like it was, but that's the only place you're going to see it. And and that's been difficult for some people because – Recently, only not charismatic churches, but churches that are bigger like that have only allowed access to that. 
I've seen smaller churches, churches that are much more somber in their worship or follow a very strict liturgy, the Catholic Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, um, some Baptists, some some uh, old Methodist churches, and just all those, they've all connected online and are trying to provide for those so that all styles are met. Yeah, and I I have my lunch break at work at 11 every every day at work, and on Mondays and Wednesdays when they do their live worship sets, um, it's at 11, and I get to watch these for the 30 minutes that I'm at work, and I see a lot of um, more older is the word I'm going to use, but it's not 20-somethings. It's people that are 50 and above joining into these worship sets, and it's amazing to see because you wouldn't think normally that these are the people that are going to be expanding inside of the technical world of worship. Yeah. And hopefully in our next episode, we're going to talk about how call, how God is calling us to um, act in this. And then we're going to try to dive into some resources that the church is allowing and that we have to better engage in worship. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs>